Hello and welcome to Crimes Against Food. My name is Gloria Lind. Shocking. I'm Mia Steele. And today we're going to be talking about soup. (laughs) I I thought maybe you'd forgotten for a second then. No, I was giving it a build We're going to be talking about (sighs) dementia. Um, (laughs) We're going to be talking about... uh, No, really, I hadn't forgotten. I was just trying to give it a nice little Uh, build up there. It worked. uh, Yeah, soup is... uh, well, in some quarters, <clears throat> yeah. it's, uh, it's a favoured food stuff. And also, it it's is. pretty universal. I was kind of thinking about it and I was thinking, I'm sure most world cuisines have some like soup item involved there. Yeah, they so, do. You know, it's peasant food. Everyone eats soup. What are you trying to say? That I'm a peasant? Essentially, me, I've been trying to say it for a long time <laughs> and now I've been presented with the opportunity. I am a peasant and I love soup. <laughs> and this was this was kind of my, my like, oh, let's do soup. Let, let's do soup because I just love it. I love the stuff. I have it practically like almost every day. Wow. Because obviously it's best friends with the, with my other, my, my other favourite bread, isn't it? Oh, soup and bread. Yes, it Amazing. is. So yeah, you 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 singing the praises of soup. I'm singing the praise of soup, and here's why. I'm just kind of because obviously we've got kind of more interesting material to talk about as, as regards soup. <laughs> but my my soup passion is encapsulated thus: um, it's cheap, it's nutritious by and large, um, it's economical. Uh, people can afford it. You can take it to work, so you don't have to have a sandwich or anything like that, or chocolate bars, and it's so goddamn tasty. <laughs> It's just nice. It's good for you. You can put lots of vegetables in it. You can. And it's not very fatty. And it's it's something that like, depending if unless you eat something with cheese in. If you make it yourself, it kind of it goes from being pretty great for a lunch to being magnificent. And it's also kind of, kind of wholesome and virtuous. Yeah, it's biblical. It's really nice. Mm, it is. It is. So you can, as you can imagine, any crimes against uh, soup make me a sad. They make me really sad because it's like watching a good friend pull her eyebrows out and and, and ruin herself so all nobody for, will want all to for the, all for the vagaries of fashion <laughs> all for the vagaries of fashion why would you do that why would you pull why? your eyebrows out know. soup we ask you we ask you soup what happened to thine eyebrows they were pretty um, yeah uh, so okay i think i think we kind of established early on in in our little note taking session which lasted 90 seconds in between <laughs> gossip that one of the crimes against soup was what happens to it when big companies like Heinz get hold of it and 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 make it make it fun? They make fun food, don't they? Because they, they make do alphabet fun things and things and like they, that. and they put it in a tin. You yeah. see, the tin. I think it just it should become a, a, a recurring theme, and in fact, it is over crimes mm. against food series. We just always come back to the, to, to the tinning the tinning process, which is both amazing. And has the power for evil. Yes, it does. It's, it's, it's like it's like if you get you got given the power, and sometimes it corrupts because you know that absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that saying. Um, but what they do is that they've kind of produced one soup, and for me, this is the king of canned soup crime. Obviously, we've got your Campbell's Vendetta, which we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. But first, let me name and shame you. Vegetable soup, Heinz vegetable soup. You know you're out there. It's mushy. It's it's kind of luminescently orange. It it's just it's, it's just orange. so bad. It's orange. It's actually orange. And I remember I remember having it as a child. When obviously you know mum was busy and could crack a can of soup for the kid. Wait, whatever. Wait. I, 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 I had didn't have it for for a few years, and I had these weird memories. Like maybe it was okay. So I tried a can of it when I was in my teens, and it was putrid. It was it was horrible. It's horrible. It's wait, actually orange. Can right. I? I, I'm still, I'm still in shock. Vegetable soup is orange. 
orange. Yes. Is it meant yes. to be like minestrone or something? No. Some twisted no, sister of minestrone. Not. If I had a can here now, you would shrink <laughs> from it. You, you would. You would be so repulsed because it, that's how bad it is. Heinz, veg, Heinz vegetable soup is in the top three soup crimes <laughs> ever. And I mean, what's number one? Poo in soup. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Ex- excrement. Have, excrement broth. You'd have to go pretty far to get, have to to get, get really far orange, to get vegetables. Orange, orange vegetable soup. And there is, it kind of encompasses lots of crimes, as in overcooked veg. So there's an absolutely no consistency to anything. It just They just degrade between gums. You don't need teeth for this soup. It, there's nothing to bite Do down you know upon. what? Actually, that's an important, I think, just as kind of uh, slightly tangent here. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a, an important kind of uh, marker of soup. Because everyone says, oh, well, soup, it's just, you know, it's liquid. But texture in soup is important. Oh, God, yeah. Because if you if you get it too mushy then it's no good. You get it too pureed, mm-hmm. it's no good. But you don't get it pureed enough and it's bitty and it's it's not good. Yeah, I think I think texture is a kind of hallmark of a, a, an appropriate texture to appropriate soup as well. That you, is you, you, absolutely right. You don't want like really, no. really thick broth. You want a nice kind of, for me, yeah. a, a kind of simple, kind of Very clear thin. broth. I, I think, yeah. yeah. Because a broth is defined by its thinness, isn't it, Charlotte? Yeah, by its kind of almost akin to stock yeah. or something like that. Whereas, you know, for a for a kind of something, a velouté kind of soup, a, a, a vichyssoise mm. or something like that, you'd have, uh, so you want it th- more rich Robust, and, yeah. and, and substantial and having it with a little bit of dollop of cream in there. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Do you know, I... This is the soup I was going to make last night. If I had, if I, if I, because I was contemplating making, so I made dinner for people last night, and I, I was thinking about doing soup with the first course, and it would have been this asparagus soup, which I've never made, but I thought it sounded really fun, with um, a kind of homemade crostini, topped with a poached egg on top. Oh my! I know. God, and, you and what it was, I opened decadent. up. I know. I was such a decadent bitch. I opened up a cookbook, and there was a picture of it, and it looked like happiness. It was just. There's a poached egg, and and they'd cunningly sliced it so that the yolk that was that perfect midway runny point was just spilling out. This is food porn. Oh, the crostini, the black pepper. Oh, this is food porn. I, I never even thought of such no. a thing. You see, I, there's a bit of me. I think I, I I'm a little bit of a purist, and I can't quite bring myself to make really outrageous soup. See, there's part of me that would be going. I can't make asparagus soup. It's so bloody expensive. I'm not putting asparagus in a soup. I, you know, yeah. I, to be honest, I do use soup as, as as I'm sure a lot of people do. And this actually could lead into other crimes, which is the leftover soup. Yeah. And actually, I've had, I had this really, I made a really good pea soup, pea and mint soup, fresh pea and mint Lovely. soup. And that was a, a leftover kind of with some chicken stock and actually the pea pods to, used boiled up to make the stock so you get extra kind of pea oh, taste brilliant, out of it. If 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 you if you, if you like to eat the peas in this room anyway, you eat the peas and then you can like bite down and suck the juice out of the pods themselves, can't you? Yeah, it's and, very and nice. Got a lot of like, you can't in. you can't put them in the soup themselves because no, they no, no, they're too stringy. Extract. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was very nice. Oh. But then I have to say, there's there. I'm sure that there are people out there who have uh, who kind of have experienced the oh, just throw the old cooked vegetables in the pot and um, some 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 a stock cube and then whiz it up and it'll be fine. Ugh baby food disgusting yeah. although i think this is now provoked one of my memories of 
actually probably the greatest crime against soup that was ever committed. And it was committed by uh, a guy who used to go out with a friend of mine. And uh, it was when he was was studying to be a nurse and they were in their first year. And you'd think that they'd have some idea about... um, you know contamination well about about nutritional content and actually to be fair mm-hmm. they did try but what had happened of course was that mm. it was their first year and they'd got their grant and they drank it all and uh, and they were both very hungry and they had nothing in their cupboards so they were trying to think about what they were going to eat and all they had in their cupboards was a tin of tomato puree and um, a stock cube. So they thought, okay, we'll make some soup. So they, I think they had a little bit of an onion. So they fried up the onion, added the water with a stock cube and put in some tomato puree. Now being sensible boys, they thought, well, we need some protein in there as well. But they were too poor to afford any protein. So they put some flies in it. What? They put flies in the soup. You're kidding. I said, did you eat it? They said, yes. Did they at least like pestle the martyr, the flies into into crummy non-existence? Don't know. I think they said the wings were a little bit challenging. <gasps> oh, 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 Megavom, that is disgusting. Oh, nurses everywhere. Uh, Flinch with shame. Uh, Your kinsmen have let you down sadly. Oh man. <laughs> they were trying I was to not protein that. that. I know. Anything but that. I thought I, this is how stupid I am. I thought you got, I was picturing in, in, in my mind's eye a kind of a Lone Ranger packet of tofu or something in a cupboard that they go, yeah, well, maybe we'll give it a go. Oh, have some protein. Like a boring soup story. Flies. <laughs> flies make me sick just when they're alive. I know, me too. <laughs> so, fly soup, that may be the greatest. That may be the greatest <laughs> food crime <laughs> to man. Also, there's a kind of beautiful poetry there. I know the whole, like, wait to wait, there's a fly in my soup thing. Don't ask or everyone will want one. <laughs> Maybe that was in their mind when they were making it. <laughs> Do you know, you remind me of something. I bumped into Kate yesterday. She, this is a friend of ours. And, um, and in her Christmas card, which she never got, um, I was kicking to myself. Um, and because I'd, I'd written a joke and a little sketch and it said there was a man at a table and he was saying waiter waiter there's a tiny obscenely fleshy person in my soup and the way it was just there and he just said oh and I thought that was really <laughs> funny <laughs> obviously no one got to share the glory of the, of the, of the brilliant sketch well that, but, that's what happens yeah. when you don't post your Christmas cards on yeah. time yeah. no one gets to see the funny no. card that you specially selected <laughs> for them because you wanted them to see it <laughs> it was brilliant okay <laughs> Um, so yeah I mean there I think you know that I challenge anyone to overcome that that soup bombshell frankly what no but it does go to say how you know you can be resourceful when you're putting things in soup and people are resourceful when they're in kind of hostage situations (laughs) they're catching mice with their feet to survive not 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 living in a civilized (laughs) world Access to, I assume, a work canteen. <laughs> well, they were student nurses, so they were they were they were in student halls and residences oh. of accommodation. I'd beg. I would beg. Yeah, me too. To be fair, I, I would. beg from my neighbours. I'm sorry, I don't have to do this, but I'm really hungry, and I'm I'm about to commence my third meal of 
tomato puree and vegetable stock and, and water soup could you possibly donate some lentils or something like that anything to be fair though i don't think it would ever get to that point with me no 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 there there, there is kind of i think i might steal food yeah. even rather than put flies in it oh definitely you oh know. i'm with you there oh i just do what what, what young mums do in supermarkets with their kids let them eat stuff and then pay for the wrappers at the end <laughs> I'd, just, I'd just be walking around pockets bulging with bananas and things nom 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 <laughs> And when they caught me, kind of break down and cry and say, but I'm a student. Oh, I spent all my first grant on, on cheap wine. Or, or you could, you could get a magic soup stone and go around to people's houses. Oh, tell the story. Go on. This is so <laughs> this cute. Is, this, is a, this is a folk story. And I think it's a, I think it's a Russian folk story. See, here, this is how important soup is. It comes, yeah. you know, there's stories about it. So there's a guy, he's, he's, he, he lives in the woods and he's a bit of an old misery guts and uh, he doesn't he doesn't like to share with anyone at all and uh, it's late at night one night and he gets gets a knock at his door and this traveler turns up and says ah oh, can i can i share your 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 accommodation for the night for lo i am in the woods and far from anywhere please can i come in and, and you know old guy's not very impressed he's like ah oh, Pose. You can have that little corner over there, yeah. that small pile of hay. You can get down with my dogs and sleep by the fire. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, okay, okay. And the, the miser is kind of, you know, going on about how he's got nothing to eat and what have you. And the traveller says, well, I have this magic soup stone and it has the power to make any soup I put it in taste mm, delicious. And you can eat, all you need is a pot of boiling water. And, uh, and uh, you just put the stone in and, and magically... The soup becomes delicious. It's all you need and it doesn't cost you anything. The miser's like, okay then, okay. I've got a, bot, a pot of water boiling here. Yeah. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe you show me this, this soup stone. So the traveller puts the stone in and he's kind of, he's sipping it and tasting it and he's saying, oh, this is delicious. This is delicious soup. This this soup, you know. And, and the kind of, the miser is looking on anxiously and he's getting quite excited and the traveler says you know but i think what would just improve this would bring out this beautiful flavor is um maybe maybe you've got a boiling chicken and uh, <laughs> perhaps a hen past her best <laughs> just a small thing just a small thing and so gradually as you can see you can guess the story goes on and uh, yeah. the traveler encourages the uh, the miser to put in you know a couple of beans and the boiling chicken and maybe some herbs and it just you know and the end of it it is indeed the most delicious soup that the uh, the the miser has ever had and then uh, the next day he he begs the traveler to to leave him the soup stone and I think that, well, in some stories, the traveller sells it to him for an extortionate sum. And in some stories, he just leaves it with him. Yeah. And of course, the next day, the miser tries to make the soup with just water and the soup stone and realises oh. that you might need to put some ingredients in to get a good soup. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> because the miser loses, doesn't he? And, and, and the, the nice traveller slyly tricks him and gets away and it's good. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe the miser realises, you know, with soup is you, what you put in, so like with a lot of food, yes. what you put in, you get out, you don't get, and there's no such thing as a magic soup stone. Tis true, tis too true. You need to put at least something in there. And I do think the root of all soup is the good stock. We've talked about stock before. Yeah, we we're, have. We're, ob we're obviously stock people. You and I are on the same page <laughs> as far as stock goes. We're very much of a mind. Yeah. You need a good base. 
Yeah, you, you do. do. But it's a bit of a luxury, though. I don't always have stock on hand. I mean, no. listen, you know, listening to this, I don't want to sound like someone who's like, oh, yes, by uh, my many, many <laughs> resources, I just pull out my I'll stock. I'll just get my hunchback slave to open the larder door <laughs> and pass me a, one of my many pre-prepared bowls. <laughs> just sat there ready for me to yeah. use. Because, you know, it's not that often that... Um, I have a whole joint of meat that's going to produce me some tasty, tasty stuff. But it does make the best soup in the world. Oh, yeah, it does. Well, it's it's something to do with the grease. I mean, there's mm. something so appetising when you when you eat soup out and, it, and it's been made from real stock. Mm. And it's kind of, especially sort of Middle Eastern soups and things like that. And, mm. and you, you get those lovely tiny bits of fat. Like, like coloured, not fat, but grease, sort of grease from the meats and things that are all, mm. all in there. Oh. Do you know what, actually? I think it is a bit of a crime against soup that, you know, soup of the day, that might go down as my crime against soup. Because, see, soup of the day, mm. right, if you're eating out, quite often soup of the day would mean the chef suddenly, somebody bought two boxes of tomato, you know. Yeah. Somebody doubled the order of tomatoes and we better fucking use it. So tomato soup. And actually, it's quite, it's a, good kitchen management you know yeah, way yeah, of yeah. using it it's all very fine and good too often what you end up with the soup of the day in certain eating establishments is like here's some powdered soup we bought <gasps> in earlier oh it's, de- it's pre- depressing that is depressing i know have you I ever mean, been a powdered soup is something i won't buy for the house anyway i know do you know what i do think as some people who I work with, and I, I, I can't quite get my head around this, have a cup of soup, which is powdered soup, for lunch. There's nothing in it. And what else do they have apart from the 10 calories that they get from a cup of soup? I know, a cup of soup is flavoured water. It's like, it's like drinking stock, so what, you might get some trace elements from it. And at least with stock, you'd get some protein because it actually had meat in it once. Oh my God, that is depressing. It is depressing, isn't it? A cup of soup. Cup of soup. I'd hang myself. Me too. Honestly, God. I might as well have a fucking pot noodle. At least there'd be some, I don't know, so, so, some substance there. I've seen cup of soups. There's nothing to them. A cup of soup is what you have instead of a real snack. <laughs> if that's all you've got access to and it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you're still hungry after a real lunch. Yeah. And it's like, and okay, good. I can fill myself up on savoury yeah, yeah. and and it's not real. It's actually flavoured water. So, you know. It doesn't count because yeah. it's not food. Maybe people we ought to return to Bovril because really that's what cup of soup is. It's an alternative to Bovril. Yeah. It's flavoured water. Or yeah, I've miso soup. Miso. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I, I kind of, I tried this because everyone was going on and on. And I actually read in an interview that Kira Knightley loves miso soup. And I was like, God. Did get, you want it to be in with the in Get me here. some of that because she's dead thin and she looks brilliant. <laughs> so I, I want to be all kind of as skinny as Kira. And if I can start to live on miso, maybe I will be. <laughs> so I tried it from Pret. Pret a manger, the, 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 the sandwich chain here. And um, it was, it was, it was pretty awful. It was rank. It was rank. That there was something in the smell that immediately, like all the sides of my throat closed up and went, no, no, don't eat it. Don't, you're not going to like it. And I thought, oh, screw you throat. You don't know what you're talking about. And, um, and so I had a spoonful and it was vile. I mean, it was just the vilest. I see. I really like miso soup. I go to the extent of going to the, like the Chinese supermarket and, 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 bringing myself out some kind of the 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 base of the soup which is i can't remember how what it's called but it's like a mm. fish soup base and then you stir the miso into it i'll now, go and i'll go and find myself okay, that so okay. i can have now, it can we be perfectly clear on this because obviously i think i, I i've kind of i've tried a couple of misos and one of them was 
was actually not that bad because it didn't taste of what the first one had. Is miso the kind of the tiny, tiny, tiny white dandelion seed grain thing in water? No, miso is a paste. It's it's fermented soybeans. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I had miso that had nothing else in it. There was no fish stock <laughs> in this miso. There was nothing else. There was, no, there was nothing with it. The second time I had it, there must have been, there was a tang of another flavour. And they served it with some little dry pickles or something like that. And that was really tasty. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have miso that, just by itself. that was in a restaurant though as well. So obviously they're of a higher standard than say yeah. a sandwich chain. I think miso, miso is like, you know, it's, it's like chicken soup. I think it's kind of analogous to, to chicken soup, i.e. it's the heartwarming yeah. kind of... Add things safe. to it, otherwise it's, it's, it's just boiled bird water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that as well. repugnant. That as well, I mean, yeah. and that one, you know, that Heinz chicken soup bears absolutely no resemblance to, uh, you know, y- your mama's chicken soup. Exactly, because, you know, I don't trust, getting back to the whole canned thing, a soup that gets a skin on it under a minute that's so high in kind of emulsifiers and thickening agents that as soon as the air hits it it starts to develop a skin that's what i don't trust it's a little bit disturbing isn't it and i have to say i (laughs) there's a taste to canned soups that i don't like it's a little bit like what it's is it the canning process or is it the preservative they put in there or is it the thickening is this they are so high in in salt i had an illuminating uh, moment when I made some tomato soup once and I put in I used as a, I was actually I was making a tomato and black bean soup because it was kind of what was in the cupboard mm. turned out really nice but I used as stock um, the stock from a Coca-Cola ham that I'd made Ooh. so it was kind of but you see the stock from coca-cola ham is just basically coca-cola that ham has been cooked in so it's kind of it's kind of salty but it's still got all that sugar in it and when i finished with it the the soup tasted really uncannily close to heinz tomato soup and i was like oh my god that's how much sugar heinz tomato soup has in it (laughs) wow That is a wower because I did I did find myself having to add loads of cut like herbs into it because I was like, oh my god, quickly (laughs) throw in the cumin. I've got to cut this sweetness somehow. (laughs) This tastes like pudding. What have I done? It turned out quite nice, but uh, but yeah, it was a little bit disturbing. I'm like, Kian L, that's a and also it and and also the salt that had come from the ham. Yeah. So that that sort that is that salty and that sugary. Obviously, it's 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 a preservative thing, isn't it? They can it, they salt it, they sugar it. There's there's not much in the way that can go wrong with these ingredients. They're, they're never going to break down or degrade, are they? They're never going to get old. Oh, yeah. There. I have this vision of, you know, if there's ever a nuclear holocaust, everyone will end up living on. Oh, yeah. It's going to be soup, isn't but it? But then, I mean, you know, it'll probably be to our benefit that our life expectancy will be 30 <laughs> with all the salt rating because the world would be like a smoking shithole. <laughs> so, um, good. <laughs> who, who wants to have a really long life when you're picking your way through craters and bits of body parts? Yeah. But, you know, soup would be almost the, the choice of food that you'd, you'd pick up on there, wouldn't it? There's mm. nothing like, you know, a little a little flask of, of hot soup to kind of wind you on it your kind way. Of, Things like um, stories say in Paris when they were when they were starving during yeah. during the war. What during the occupation? Um, and was it was it the occupation? Was it the Second World War? Oh, and, and, the, and, and they started eating all the zoo animals. No, I never heard. Oh, this. And, if you, and they actually at one point. Uh, no, I I think 
I, I think it was an earlier war by I think it was um twentieth century war. I don't. I, I think it was a pre twentieth century war. I'm racking my brain because it's a long time since I read about this. But anyway, it's out there. If someone wants to do the research and find out properly, they they actually rat became like a viable marketable good and the more expensive rats were the ones that had lived on a certain bank that had a brewery and so they lived on grain and and so the meat was supposed to have a nicer flavor than say rats on the other side of town where they were just living on shoe leather and children's bones <laughs> and and th- th- this is this is how seriously kind of starving the populace was and and this wasn't this wasn't the peasantry this was the upper classes they were bar- they were rats fat rats were selling for quite a sum and they were they were having really odd meals like zebra head soup and things because they they emptied the zoo they they cooked everything wow so that you know the emperor at the time or whatever could could have a, a proper feast yeah <laughs> wow and i've forgotten exactly what soup it was but it was almost certainly something incredibly outlandish hippo head <laughs> something something I really imagine weird hippo head being very good eating no to be fair gives me a little bit but you know you get hungry enough and you put anything in there won't you look at your mates with the flies yeah cockroach yeah. Would you like some ground cockroach like sprinkled over your, oh, your lunch, sir? Dear Lord, there's no need. There's no need for the for the introduction of cockroaches <laughs> to, to this discussion, Mia. <laughs> I mean, yes, soup is blessed and can and can mask a multitude of sins is <laughs> you can whiz it all up. But in it's not there. magic. But but there's just some things that I don't want to imagine wherever. Okay. Now here I've got a question for you, not not to go off on a, another complete tangent, but it's still soup related. Um I hear a lot about chowders and things. Chowder. A chowder. Is a chowder a soup or a stew? Oh, soup or stew. See, see. I think you had a little nomination, soup or stew, soup or stew. I think it's definitely falling down on the side of stew because, and here's my reasoning. Give me your reasoning. Soup can be chunky, can't it? Yes. But, but the principal ingredients tend to have been chopped up to a certain amount. And if they haven't been chopped up, they're small to begin with. That's that's kind of, that's like a defining <laughs> ethos of soup, don't you think? I quite like that as a as an ethos. And 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 so, if you have anything in there like an entire clam, or say a shrimp, but, wait wait wait, and other things too, because shrimp shrimp can be in soup. Could you get them in entire soup? Oh, that's yeah. fine. But but things like entire pieces, things that are once alive and are still in their full body form. In, in something doesn't that make it a stew as opposed to because now I'm soup? thinking I'm thinking bouillabaisse is that a soup or is it a stew I think it is cast as a fish stew so I think your reasoning might hold me thanks man oh <laughs> now I'm going through it I'm going through it is it also about the uh, proportion of liquid to ingredients tis true tis true you get more liquid surely it's soup yes yes with the ingredients dispersed throughout well, no no that's not necessarily true it, it also depends on how much liquid there is and is it is it is it truly opaque or is it is it something that that if, if you dripped it through o- o- over a window you know would it be somewhat transparent is it creamy or is it light if it's light then it's soup isn't it but if it's creamy and there's and it's quite thick and substantial if there's still a, a higher liquid to substance kind of ratio then i think it still classes as a stew Oh, but I kind of, I can't think of stews as being creamy. Have you ever seen a dumpling in a soup? Doesn't dumpling no. automatically make anything, anything you anything. put it into, into a stew? Yes. I think, at least in Western Like cuisine, putting a tea bag into water makes it tea and not water anymore. 
yes. changes intrinsically what it is. Well, there is the question of trimmings for soup. And I have to say, right, there's that, that kind of links me into crime mm-hmm. because for the longest time, croutons used to make me feel sick. What? Honestly. It's bread. It's part of the bread family. I know. You're insane, Gloria. No, but honestly, it's because they oh. were fried in... It's when you fried it in old oil and... It's, oh, right, okay. and, no, and it doesn't and it doesn't taste like or that it's been rehydrated or something oh. or you know all of these things that you can Stop do ruining stuff it just oh I, it's it's the, the next the, you're going to tell me you don't like lardons <laughs> oh, of course everyone likes lardons, lardons. <laughs> unless you're vegetarian <laughs> sorry <laughs> but that is that is yeah oh. i think the crimes against croutons for me i'm, I'm not sure about that as a garnish for i'd rather have no garnish than crap croutons I just, yeah I, I don't like it i don't i don't i don't agree i've seen people you, you might think i'm wrong on this i've seen people grating cheese into canned soup that's been heated up and then they grate cheese into it i think that is wrong de la wrong <laughs> and you? that's so awful but then you know look at french onion soup which is traditionally accompanied by gruyere cheese wait, and the crouton wait that's a hard cheese i'm talking about blocks of kind of family economy sized cheddar <laughs> well no gruyere is reasonably soft it's not that soft, is it? It's 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 like it's cheddar. It's not like parmesan. It's more like cheddar. Not in taste, but in texture. You might be beating me down on this one, but I stand firm. <laughs> I think I think it's wrong. And I'm going to throw this out there. I don't care for French onion soup. And, <gasps> and, and I am a soup fan, and I don't like it. What? That's all. That no, I think I think <laughs> you, you I can't, can't. You can't this. talk me into liking something. I, I can't like accept. It. I can't. This is this this may. <laughs> be um, a breaking point for you <laughs> you know what I'm just going to settle for and it's that my fallback when anyone says they don't like something I don't like well just obviously haven't had the right kind of French onion oh, soup what? I've tried it twice <laughs> I haven't actually had it in France maybe that's maybe that's the thing you need to have it where it's been basically you cook the onions without actually any liquid just in butter for the longest time so they become caramelised and then you add the stock to it and then you then when you serve it you have a kind of great big thick crouton and the gruyere over the top I mm. love onion soup I, I, it's, it's not winning me over and I love onions I love gruyere and I love croutons or, or any type of bread that goes with anything liquidy. I just don't. It's not working for me. Wow. I, I don't know why. You heard it here, folks. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked and stunned, frankly. I, I, I'm quite shocked. I, th- I think it's something of a gap in, in, in my kind of soup education. I've never been able to get over it either. And I think it's something which, um, which, which, which happened young. I've tried it and it's, it's lodged there. Like a little the soup. memory, yeah, the bad a, soup memory, a soup, a, a soup burial mound. <laughs> There's a witch underneath it, and her name is Onion Soup. <laughs> Lurking, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I'm here with my onion soup. I had the longest battle with onion soup. I committed many crimes against <laughs> yeah. onion soup. It's me and my Sorry. fripping my di- my dishes of nemesis. <laughs> I don't know if anyone out there has that problem, which is you, you, you. you there's a dish like, and I. I often get this with like classic dishes. It happens with like risotto and uh, meringues and uh, onion soup. And it's all about getting hang of a particular technique. And this kind of just gives you an indication as to what kind of cook I am. That I'm slightly obsessional and I'm also, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite analytical. So what happens is I will cook something and, until, and then I'll, it won't work the way that I want it to work. So I have to keep doing it. 
and keep like and I'll go through about a month I went through like about two months of cooking risotto just over and over again like until I Can got I it how you, I want it was one of the, the the kind of the risotto problems that it was thickening a lot no it was my, that it was sometimes thicken too much that's a problem I think no it's just not enough liquid my problem no. was that I wasn't it wasn't I wanted a the balance it was getting the balance between the kind of the, yeah it was the liquid balance i wanted mm. it i wanted it kind of sloppy but yeah but not not like rice pudding it was um yeah and and kind it's of it's difficult because as, as soon as you take it off the heat it continues to thicken yes for a good for a good three or four minutes you have to cook so, it just yeah. under and then remove it, it from the and, heat and put the and lid on let it sit for a minute yeah and, and then, and then add the cheese minute, and then add the cheese and then it should become perfect instead if you take it off as it's perfect it gets yeah. too thick when you leave it for the minute to stand exactly same goes with fish yeah well, totally different technique but you know <laughs> remove it before a little bit before you think it's done otherwise it's all gonna get rain but yeah so is that a french onion soup because what i wanted was a really dark color all right which is you know what you yeah. get when you caramelize the onions and it just kept happening over and over again it was just really unsatisfying and i kept adding all these things browning to yeah <laughs> i'm genuinely <laughs> brown colorant browning but no i didn't have any browning so i was just adding little bits of balsamic vinegar to get the piquancy and, and a little bit of worcester sauce and all of these things and to be honest what i needed to do was be more patient and cook the onions for longer and so, did yeah. it work when you did that yeah you yeah, see it works it works but so persistence does work in your in if you get if you get super obsessional but you never get like this is interesting because you know earlier i was saying that i could never quite bring myself to make a asparagus soup because it's so damn expensive yes nice as asparagus soup would, would be you you do well you get some soups when you get them elevated to kind of cordon bleu status uh-huh. you start to get into soups that i'm not actually that interested in which Fancy is like con- consomme and and stuff like that which is really, really clear you know, like really clear, strained stock, essentially very delicately seasoned. Yeah. And sometimes they kind of like have a consomme in it. Like, well, no one does it anymore because it's not very fashionable. But like they used to do, kind of do like a consomme, a really clear soup made with like a veal stock or something like that and kind of poach an egg in it or something like that. You see, I, I'm like, uh, it's broth, I'm isn't it? I'm sold. I'm Are sold. Are you sold? I'm sold. I've had consomme, but I think... I w- I think I was a lot younger and it, I wasn't massively impressed and your taste buds do change a lot as you get older. You're able to, you're able to kind of tolerate different things. Yeah. I was quite very fussy as a child but I think the way you described that to me, yeah. You're sold. I'm yeah. sold. You see, I was a little bit sold on your asparagus soup but I don't know if I quite, there's probably a Puritan part of me that's like, keep well, soup simple. Wait a minute. You see, the, the best thing about the recipe for the asparagus soup was that you, you took the tips off to, to be oh, used yes. after to add that kind of final that final boost of, of dense flavor but then along with um you, your, your kind of your typical soup ingredients a bit of celery a bit of stock whatever um you would grind up all the rest of the stock oh, so none well, of it went to waste yes because if, if it wasn't providing the, the best flavor in the world it was it was giving you the bulk and the juice yeah. necessary well, yeah, I could, I could, so, I could see it. so and especially when asparagus is in season and it's fairly good value that's true that's true and people tend not to want to i mean if you go and buy asparagus the, the, the ones that look really tempting are the tiny baby delicate spears aren't they not the big granddaddy ones that you think oh you you might be my kind of you know my nightmare no i can't use you mm, woody yeah. <laughs> Let, let's have something kind of delicate and lovely but but with things like soup you can really use the ones that are a bit larger sorry i just had to pause in there 
have a little drink there. Uh, <laughs> as Mia finished her run. But what do you think about all this gentrification of soups? The, you know, the new kids on the block. We've got, we've got our family favourites. We've, we've got the Heinz. We've got the mystifying Campbell's. How, however, Campbell's soup became like some kind of pop art icon. And yet, I mean, anyone who's... Isn't it mystifying Campbell's soup? Because I actually, I think I actually bought a tin and yeah. tried it. Probably because I was like, I want to see what Campbell's soup is like because yeah. of the picture. And, and you know it's a, it's a brand and and what have you, but it's really mysterious. Who ever thought of condensing soup? I always think it makes me think of evaporated milk. And when you get it out, it's almost like it could stand up in its own. Oh, it's not. I'm not a fan. It's too like, much. Like ejecting some kind of jelly pudding from a yes. wobble wobble. <laughs> like like dog meat stands alone <laughs> out of a can when you shake it out of a can or cat meat. That's disgusting. It is a bit like that. And the other thing that astounds me about Campbell's soup is like. Oh, yes, you can use it to make lots of stews and stuff. I think people who use slow cookers always, oh. always say that. They're like, yeah, add one tin of Campbell's soup. And I'm like, yeah, soup. I've, I've never it's used it. It's already a soup. I've That's going backwards. Anything. You put the stock in first. You don't use Campbell's soup to make stock, but apparently you can. So there you go. That might be something I'll, I'll give a whirl one day if I, if I can plug up the courage to touch one again. I mean, the last time I was in a supermarket, like you, I was drawn to it. But... um. I, I got my hand on it and I got all freaked out because the can was too small and proportionally I felt like I was having some weird trippy moment like like you know when you touch something you think my god my hand's enormous and I felt really weird so I put it back <laughs> I couldn't deal with the uh, the big hand problem it was wrong and and yet because they're all stacked together it I felt like I was looking from a distance of two feet further away than I actually was do you know what I mean and in then, some ways and, and it, it, it was weird ways, no. like, like kind of a spatial awareness thing and and I felt like if, if I put my hand towards it I might miss them because they were too small so therefore they must be further away and when my hand my big enormous spade hand enclosed around this tiny little can I was like oh I feel a bit sick put that back get out of yeah. there yeah that Campbell's you see committing crimes against perception yeah not against soup a little bit against soup Mostly against perception. Yeah. But you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking more about these 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 newcomers, these soups which you can buy, which kind of promise you all sorts of interesting things. And on one hand I'm like, hurrah, I can buy a nice soup that yes. isn't like something that has been in a can. And perhaps, you know, I might be out and about <laughs> and I, I might well, not have, you know, cooked a soup the night before and I'm I might want something for my lunch. You know, I might buy one of those nice carton type ones. Uh, exactly, yeah. Of mm. course. Buy one of those. And yet part of me is a bit like, is it necessary? Is it necessary to have all these, these newfangled flavours? I am so firmly on the side of this. And that's not like me because I, I tend to be a bit of an inverted snob. As in, I don't like all this dolling yourself up and becoming fancier than they really are. And yes, I'm with you. Soup is, was and it is still ready for poor people. You know, you'd throw things in. It, what, it's what you'd have on the third day. What was, what was left of you eking out the week's meat? But I just love it. I love, I, I, I love the texture of kind of grated ginger in a fresh soup. I love, oh God, I love coriander in soups. Fresh coriander chopped up in, into a Chinese soup is just one of the nicest things you can have. I suppose, yeah, you, you are selling me. And also the fact that you can now buy soups that have vegetables in, that like resemble some, vegetables. Yeah, resemble vegetables, which is a bit of a, a, a coup. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, I is. Suppose. it is. I mean, 
I don't, I, I, I don't go off on a big super rant and, and kind of advertise freely for people because I'm sick of doing that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not getting sent any cans of soup for advertising for you bastards. But, um, but, but they've started getting it right. Like I tried a spicy lentil by um, this organic company called Seeds of Change. It was awesome. And I got a bit obsessed with it. I had it quite a lot. And they even do a minestrone, which I'm, which as far as minestrone goes, because I'm really not a fan of minestrone because I've had it when it's been, again, a processed version and it's been rank. And their minestrone was not awful. Shocking. That's, that's skills that It is skills because minestrone is something I think lives and dies <laughs> between kind of being made and then being preserved in some way. Yeah. Some, something bad happens to minestrone. Yeah, yeah. It, it can't survive no it's a fragile soup it is a fragile, fragile soup. soup but i tell you what you see you got all these nice fresh soups but then you end up with the canned soups then decide that they've got to kind of up their game a bit mm. and so they kind of like it's going to start producing some kind of fresh stuff and those blooming ah uh, oh, what are they called farmer's market soups or all these other <laughs> soups that are canned in what way do these do you, uh, come do, to farmers' you know markets? You know which is it's, it's funny we should talk about this because I was on the way here today and we're in Chapel Allerton, which is very much it's it kind of it's sort of a third nice families, a third normal people, and a third new media, and <laughs> and and they're all called things like you know Nigel and um, and Alexandra and Alexandra. We got the keys to the car, darling, and uh, and 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 oh and, and yeah. The, oh, oh fancy that well it's it's a tiny town you've got two bars the odds on were that you were going to bump into each other <laughs> but um and and so the farmer's market soups are so that when they're too wankered from their cocaine binge the night before on a <laughs> sunday morning they can't actually make it to the farmer's market to buy the produce from the local suppliers so they go they get to go to summerfield afterwards or waitrose and buy a, a, a can that says farmer's market here <laughs> here have your kind of have your social responsibility right here all prettily packaged for you and I think um, they, Heinz actually got in trouble with uh, with branding on it because they were <laughs> suggesting that you know they had farmers something were to do with involved. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, no, 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 farmers were involved in this. Really, you know, <laughs> it may have been somewhere down the chain, but uh, frankly, at the end of the day, they they, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> yeah, no. So and and what's also offensive about those is I've actually looked at the flavors. They're they're kind of they're insulting, <laughs> because. I think I, I looked at them with a view to maybe buy and maybe trying one, and all they had was um, chicken, like chicken and vegetables. And then the one next to it was lamb and vegetable stew. And I thought they're a fairly well educated farmers all over England doing a fantastic job. And here they are. Heinz is representing them as kind of <laughs> as 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 only knowing this unholy trio of soup flavors. <laughs> what should we make today, love? Well, let's have another chicken and vegetable, shall we? Because being farmers, that's all we can do. <laughs> it's all you get to have when you're a farmer. It's the you implied three kind of yeah <laughs> stupidity and utter tastelessness because it's Heinz, so they taste like crap. Yeah, they'll they'll taste, they'll taste kind of pretty pretty baby food. So, what would you be your kind of your your top soup? And have you ever kind of had crimes committed against it? Oh, I'm going to throw this in there. Uh, a crime against it for me is carrot and coriander. Don't get on with it. Don't like yes. it. Yes, it's always present and you can never get away from it. And when no. you're in a shop and you don't want tomato and you don't want chicken, guaranteed your only other option. Carrot and coriander. Carrot and coriander. I used to be obsessed Why? by it though. I used to yeah. make it quite a lot. I find it too sweet. 
Mm. I think carrots have a, have a, have a good place in, on a lot of menus, but but to be what is essentially seventy percent of the ingredients list of a soup is just too much for the carrot to bear. <laughs> Does it fold? It, it folds. folds under the responsibility. Folds like a cheap bag of cards. <laughs> and um, but for my, my 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 top soup, I don't know. You know, I love them, Gloria. I really do. Is it like asking you to choose one of your favourite child children? Okay, maybe it is. It's a bit like that. I, I think I've famously gone on and on. I was telling strangers on buses about soups I had in Peru that were absolutely, absolutely out of this world. And that's very much kind of home cooking and they take pride and it's flavoursome and delicious and it's practically singing a song to your esophagus. It's just oh, awesome. But I must admit, I really, really do enjoy a spicy parsnip. Mm. Well, you see, because that's one I, I, would, I would see on the street and I would just avoid... I would just walk on by. I would see that spicy parsnip, but I would had it just in the can. Let, let me let me just put, oh, pop in that qualifier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. It, it could be evil in a can, but when somebody makes it for you, mm. slap my thighs. Maybe That's you good. should make me some because oh, I, yeah. I, I might need to converting oh, to this, right. this this spicy parsnip. Have oh, you got a recipe? I have got a recipe. May you pay, post one up on the forums. That's what I'll do. Yeah, All we right. could share some. That'd be nice, actually. I'd like to. I'd like some because you know. I think soup recipes. You do start to get. You get the family soup recipe, don't you? Yes. You get. You get a few. And seeing as we've already had the coup in pre- in a previous episode, we uh, talked about regional recipes, and we got a Yorkshire Park recipe posted Excellent. up. I'd, I'd, I'd quite like to get some uh, some some and some from different cuisines as well. I'd and like to get some some different recipes up because we didn't mention this, and I think it's very important. Um, another thing that we see in soups is this kind of this trend to go all global look mm. what we've got for you it's a curry soup <laughs> and um and here, here here we have a mexican soup and you think well mexico probably has soups of its own and what they've done what they've done the these cunning soup makers they've gone oh people know them for having beans and chilies so they'll make a chili soup <laughs> which makes a sort of sense but again it's that it's that i i'm going to fold your entire culture into to one kind of your two buzzwords yeah and, and put it on L- look at this you, you've become a label to me you are just a, a tool in my in my box of in my of marketing tricks. tools yeah yeah because i mean one thing we haven't looked into this in in this episode is kind of uh the different soups from around the world because mm. i think there is a kind of wealth of different kind there of is. cuisines and unexpected soups as well so if you go to www.simplysyndicated.com and you feel really strongly about soup clearly there are people in the world who do like me yeah. and then you could um if you go to the forums there's a there's a little section of the site all for crimes against food and you could go and uh share your soup recipes i, I like think that i, I, I i'll think put, I'll put ace and and i'm not much of one for following other people's recipes but but they, they tend to be fussy fancy things but soups i can do soups that's the other thing you see soups are democratic yeah. because i think most people could feel pretty confident about it's you know we talk about crimes against soup yeah. and unless you're putting flies in it i don't think you can mess it up no because again this is this is a crimes against food like theme it just comes up every week fresh is best <laughs> if you make it if you make it it will it will be fine if you build it they will come you yeah. know it's 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 going to be all right if you if you do it yourself yeah, there is. And honestly, I mean, even if you don't cook a lot, I think, mm. yeah, you can you can make it and, and it doesn't it's not going to go bad. Although I have to say a handheld blender does come in handy oh, yeah. for uh, the pureeing of soups. But you know what? You don't have to puree it. It's fine. It'll be fine. You just you just in one. You absolutely don't. But but here's here's what I do. And I think this this is a kind of a recurrent thing in a lot of recipes for soups to get that nice blend between smooth and lumpy just in case so you're not choking on actual big beans and things take half out when it's cooking 
leave it to side to, to stay chunky, blend the rest and then add the chunky back in so you get a lovely mix. Texture. of chunky. Back it's the texture. texture. Mm. And, and then you, but you've still got a good smooth super base mm. to carry it through. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so that's good. See, one of my absolute favourites, and this is redolent, this is a, fa- a family one, is redolent of childhood, is back in the day, before watercress became a superfood, you used to be able to get massive bunches of it for really, really cheap. Like, you know, you can get massive bunches of coriander in the UK. If you go to a, a kind of an Asian supermarket or whatever, you'll be able to yes. pick up massive big bunches of coriander for extraordinarily cheap. You used to be able to get watercress in the same big bunches for like quid or something. Oh, wow. It was amazing. And you used to make watercress soup. And that is still some of my favourite, favourite soup. It's really simple. And we used to have it not, not... Not even whizzed up because we didn't have a blender. So we just used to have it, the bits of chunks of potato and oh, bits of watercress I in there. I think you need to put that recipe up. I think I might need to. I might have to uh, get my dad my to give it me his. You get your watercress. And I've just thought of one. Um, I've been on a bit of an artichoke binge recently. Never had an artichoke soup. Is it possible? Is it out there? Does anyone, does anyone have a recipe for this? You can do globe artichoke soup. I'd be surprised if you could actually do artichoke soup. But if someone has one out there. I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. Yes. Oh, bring it. Okay. Bring it to us. I think we kind of, you know, we could we could wrap <laughs> up on that on that our our soup our I think soup. We better had. Yeah. It would kind of uh, no. That's nice. So it's nice. Before I start reminiscing about oh watercress. Do you know how long it's been since I've had watercress soup as well? <sighs> you do this me every t- every week. I know. You, you you talk about something that sounds really good, and yet you never come through with it. I know. Am I just not delivering? You, you need to start. Actually, making this food stepping up <laughs> you need to start making some food ladies. you need to start making some food I mean really <laughs> every couple of weeks I get me around to uh, make a show <laughs> with us and then taunt her by talking about food never actually preparing any to offer her whilst we're doing the shows because <laughs> I'm classy me so yeah uh, we've been uh, Crimes Against Food I've been Gloria Lind Mia Steele and uh, we've been talking about soup for an inordinate amount of time but it's so good <laughs> But as Mia says, it's so good. So, uh, yeah, you can go if you go to Simplicity Hague, you could go there or you could go to www.simplicitysyndicated.com. Did I get that out? Yes. Um, and uh, have a look at the other shows that are put out by Simply Syndicated and the forums and all sorts of other good things at the site. 